And you're with us here into the mash. Welcome, Welcome back. Welcome. Episode eight, everyone. Uh, today, let's uh, get this out of the way first. We are drinking Red Racers Super Fruit with Mango and Passion Fruit IPA. Strong ale. Uh, this thing is chill. It has been chilled in my fridge for a while. It's got a nice can sound. Gurgle, gurgle. Yeah. So, um, now the... Well, we can almost hear it pouring, too. I should probably pour closer to the mic, and then you can hear that. But now I can't see shit. <laughs> Get that mic out of the way. So, nice. Yeah. Ambery color. Oh, that's... Um, ASMR right there, buddy. What? Uh, sorry, it's this crap that people do where they make, make really soft sounds. ASMR? ASMR. Four letters. A-S-M-R. And it's like supposed to be like sexy sounds and shit like that. So you're like listening to the beer. like The fizzing? The fizzing and the sounds okay. of me drinking. But get the aroma of that. That's, that's nice. So kind of fruity. Yeah. I'm going to try not to snort the beer this time. That thing just like uh, condensated all over my desk. Well, after having a sip, we're going to talk moistly. <laughs> what is this? This is a uh, That's not Red right. Racer. Where the, where the hell is Red Racer? I like that. Um, <laughs> we haven't said anything else yet. I like that. <laughs> Red Racer is apparently from BC. So it's not, <laughs> this is not a local. Okay. But uh, it it was kind of like the can stood out to me. It's uh, the red head on the red bicycle, right? Okay. Yeah. So de definitely that's there's go figure. It's on both sides of the can. I don't have to spin it around anymore. Um, yeah. So this stood out. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool looking. I'll uh, consider that. But now that I dig a little bit deeper into this thing, uh, yeah. So for now, our listeners, Google Red Racer. It's uh, accessible at redracerbeer.com. Super fruit with mango and passion fruit IPA. Yeah. Strong ale. 5.8% alcohol by volume. Well, we, um, we, we made a, uh, a couple of statements several episodes ago where we're going to actually choose our next brew. Yes. We've gone two episodes without doing that. We're not brewing enough. We're not. I'd like to be doing one one a week. One a week. Okay, so that and if that I can accept that yeah. fully because I think we're not doing enough podcasting. Okay. So um, last thing I want to do is lose lose listeners basically because we're not no doing content. enough. Yeah, yeah. No content. So we should be doing one brewcast a week and one podcast a week. Yeah. Okay. So um, promise to you. Is we do a podcast on the weekend, and we do a brewcast during the week. Well, it depends if like how things go with the working situation, right? If if schedules change, then we'll, if, we'll adapt. But yeah. yes, okay. But at least then, so we can have like a midweek brewcast, okay, and a weekend podcast, okay. Now, um, before we pick a new beer, how is our Irish Red coming along? It's good. 
Oh, I checked. It was May 30th, I think, that we actually made it. Okay. So where are we? That needed five weeks, I think? Uh, well, minimum seven to ten days, and then it can just stay there okay. in, in so the fermentation. Gonna, so we could do our... Because we're planning on doing a brew on Canada Day, which is coming up Wednesday. Yeah. So we could bottle that red on Wednesday. Okay. Do you want to do a secondary fermentation transfer before we do bottling or because that may help with our clarity give it a second filter with some kind of a, a muslin bag something like that yes but then what I'm thinking is that we transfer from the uh, from the bucket yeah. to a carboy okay but the since we're going to be picking up some grain anyhow we can stop off at Praxair and pick up some dry ice. Basically put the dry ice in a funnel on top of the carboy and let it sublimate into there, filling it with carbon dioxide. And get the oxygen. Get all the oxygen yeah. out of the carboy. And then fill it, and then that'll push the CO2 out. Okay. Huh. That's a good idea. Right. So we can pick up some, and then we can fuck around with... See, you know, like with the you know kind of <laughs> dry, ice. dry ice afterwards, right? You can we can do some stuff with the kids and show that off. So I'm gonna show you a picture here. This is what I've been working on. That we had definitely gonna. Do you mind sharing that on the uh, on the site? Yeah, I'll, we'll put some pictures up. This I've been working on the deck, so you can see there the front top corner there. There's some overhang, some plywood. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I was sitting out on the deck this morning. It was raining about three feet of dry on the deck to sit there and have a coffee. We could start a brew under there if it happens to be raining. Okay. So I'm thinking we could, this Wednesday... We could probably brew outside. outside. Nice. Um, that That's really cool. Are you permanently going to have that, that overhang? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's part of the design. So I'm going to uh, seal that. I'm going to put some tar paper, shingles. What about like a, a drip edge or a like a... It's it, its own eaves troughing. Because if, if you were to take just a small like V, a tiny U, trough, a tiny little U channel, and just you know uh, give give it like Slide a rise offset. run of like one to a thousand, right? And so that it whatever does drip off from that goes into the U channel and goes off to the side instead of onto the deck. It's possible. I I'm just re-engineering yeah. your engineering. That's all. <laughs> well, it's everything's built level right now so yeah. it is perfectly level it would have to be so slight because it's three quarter inch plywood yeah over 20 feet well if you were to grab a quarter inch like c channel yeah. right and then turn it to make it look like a u it's a good idea from one end it it just touches the tip and you're yeah. basically just yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it does what uh, yeah it, it just just touch the tip just okay. a little um hey thank you um yeah, so you, you you put this on with like a bead of silicone, right? And so you just have that. Now that's a, a long deck though, so you're gonna have to do this in multi stage. Yeah. Right. But it's not a necessity. I just figured you'd want it some kind of drip edge to keep it from running down your rafter the entire way. I don't have a problem with it running down the rafters. That's the other thing you could do though, is you Feed can create some yeah, to the rafter. Yeah, so yeah. like just before it, if you were to but put it's not it's not done. So the rafters are 
loose on top outside the plywood. Okay. There's going to be strapping on top to keep the rafters plumb. Gotcha. So that's that's coming. Hmm. So it's a work looks, in progress. Looks very good. I've been having a lot of fun with it. You're such a handyman. Car you, painter. Yeah, using all those man tools that we talked about last time. Loud uh, noises. Loud noises. So uh, if we're going to pick a brew. Okay, hold on, hold on. Uh, before we do So are we bottling or are we going to just transfer? Let's transfer. Um, Try to, like the dry ice thing. I don't want to agitate the current... Um, like the, the current bucket. So if we can not agitate it as much as possible or at least give it a day or so to rest. Yeah, we'll put so it in place. Put it in place where we're going to transfer. Then we can we can do a, a carboy transfer from there. I'll get a price from Praxair to figure out what the uh, the cost of the uh, dry ice is going to be. And, and we, we just can get a gravity rating as well to see where it's at. Yep. For okay. the original gravity. And then we'll bottle the following week. Okay. Right. Yeah, so, and then we can get some pictures of, of what the color's looking like too. Okay. That sounds good. So, uh, on to... So, Wednesday, brew and transfer the red from... Yeah. Okay. I can do that. I, I think that's a great idea. Okay. So, we need to choose our next brew. And so, I have a couple of ideas that I wanted to uh, to get into, but it's mainly because I started watching X-Men First Class. Okay. Um. Are, are you familiar with X Men First Class? Yes. So there's a, a there's a scene where he gets to Argentina. Okay. Okay. And um, so this he, is Young Magneto. Young Magneto. And, and so he walks in, and he sees two two ex Nazis. Okay. Orders himself a beer. And recognizes his, uh, uh, his his most hated enemy, the, the you know the the doctor who who forced him into his powers. What's the actor's name? Is that Kevin Bacon? That was Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Fantastic. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, it's Bitburger. It's Bitburger. So, uh, I would like to make a Bitburger clone. <laughs> Because of this is scene, it an actual beer. It is a beer. Okay, yes. so you've looked this up, and so we we can make a clone of it. It's it's a uh, it's a it's a wheat beer that we can we can do. Nice. Right. Okay. Um, but then I got more into figuring it out. Ich bin Schweinebauer. <laughs> so uh, obviously, he he kills these two because they're Nazis. Murderer. And they're actual Nazis, not just because somebody claimed that they're Nazis. No, no, the, these guys were Nazis. And enjoyed their and, and, yeah, so he said, uh, you know, my, my family are from Dusseldorf. Uh, they, you know, it's like, oh, what was their name? Like, they didn't have a name. They got a name got taken away from, uh, you know, from them by pig farmers and tailors. Right? So these these two Nazis who are now in Argentina on the run, hiding from uh, from war crime trials, and he's and, got his showing his number. From, yeah. Okay. And so Magneto finds the uh, finds finds him, shows him that he's he was a. Uh, which would you like to kill? Which would you care to shed first, blood or honor? Yeah. 
so yeah, the I, I thought it would be kind of cool if we did a uh, blood, like a um, um, Bitburger clone, call it Blood and Honor. But then I realized how in poor that's taste that okay. is. That's not okay. No. Uh, that's um, why the bartender. I don't know. The bartender had a Luger. He must be German. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this was a dark time for Magneto, was it? Yes, it was a very... This was him... Revenge phase. Let's just say I'm Frankenstein's monster. They could call it be a Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Come on, say it. I'm looking for my creator. I'm looking for my creator. Yeah, that, of all fucking powers, I think Magnetos are probably the most useful. Um, anyhow, so uh, yeah, Professor X though, he can just control Magneto and not. He has the helmet. Oh, he's got the helmet. He got. Come on now. <laughs> That's like people are saying, like, well, you know, what superpower you'd ever want, and people are like, well, I want Wolverine's claws. Yeah, but like Magneto Wolverine's powers are his like healing. his healing. Yeah. His claws are a... An experiment. And a, pretty much, but it, it, his claws are painful every single time that he... Like, he... he no. Uh, they cut through his skin. Yeah, they, they slash through. They hurt him okay. constantly, okay? Yeah. So, you want his claws without his healing power? <laughs> You're just going to keep bleeding. <laughs> it's always. Yeah. But, like, you'd like, why would I want this? There was actually a YouTube video that I saw at one point, uh, some comedy special, somebody's little skit where they like, you know, you get to choose any any power you want, and they're like Magneto's claws, and they're at the end of the video they're standing there like bloodied hands. <laughs> God, why did I choose this? <laughs> um, so yeah, yes. Uh, before we get too far, I wanted to make a a Bitburger clone. I thought you know it'd be great if we called it um, you know uh, Bluten Era, and it's like no, that's kind of you know like. Ma- making awesome out of Nazis, which is not good. Not Don't do that. But I thought maybe if we called it Schweinebauer and Schneider. <laughs> what is that? Pig farmers and tailors. <laughs> so those, <laughs> those two Nazis are at the table and we got killed. Right? So, yeah. You could call it a... Fictional uh, characters from X-Men First Class? Yes. You know, you know act- legitimately killed Nazis. So what have you... That, Nazis. The Bitburger... What is that? What's the description of that beer? Have you found that? Uh, so, I there, there was supposed to be a link here. Where the hell's my link? Uh, apparently, I lost Your my link. The box is broken. Yeah. So, it used to have a link. It doesn't have anymore. You googly. Um, but in your book, maybe Bitburger's in there? Um, what, what this was is the name a new thing? book. Oh, that's not the same book, yeah. It's not the same book. That's so the- I ordered three books. I've only had two shown on the show. This showed up last week. Okay, so the big book of homebrewing. And I was going through this today on my okay. new deck in the rain. Yeah. I think it's page 156. I want you to look at that. 156. The clone recipes. Black in black. Oh, back in black, sorry. Uh, so who? 21st Amendment Brewery. Okay, well, this is a black IPA. So you had mentioned that you had tried what looked like a stout. No, 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 no. Or invert that. Invert that? Invert that. So it was clear and it, tasted it, like... It was... 
more golden than oh, what we're drinking okay. now. And it tasted like a stout. So my memory's not that good. No, it's inverted okay. with. But this this actually could be what what you know the the inverse of of that. You're you're saying it's got a uh, a lot of dark malts. Um, man, the green. It, it's it, huge. Holy shit! The green bill on this bill. is insane. And the, um, does it show the alcohol by volume? Uh, six point eight. Okay, so it is a high higher. Well, there's a ton of. It's sugar's coming out of this, so I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, uh, that's pretty cool, though. I wouldn't mind that as a as a concept. Um, however, that's barley uh, barley wine. That's like super high alcohol beer. A nine. Not I think even, it's also even. the sucrose that they throw in there. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> I think some of the barley wines in the clone book here. Okay. They, they add sugar and stuff on top of the, all the hops, but they get to up to alcohol contents of, like, 17%. Nice. There's an 11. Old numb skull. So, yeah, this this new book, this goes through Jesus Christ. the process of brewing, and there's lots of tips and stuff, which is pretty cool, but it okay. has 50 recipes as well. Just, just reading off the numbers here, okay? Like, yeah. not even not even worried about what, what the... The malt is here, or like the grains themselves, okay? But you've got 16 pounds, 13 ounces, Yeah. 16.3 ounces, 9.8 ounces, 6.5 ounces, 4.9 ounces, 4.9, 4.9, 4.9, 4.9. Like, that is just the grain. <laughs> but that's a ton of for, grain. And again, for a five-gallon That's a five-gallon drum. drum. Yes. Like, that's messed up. And like, the amount of hops that are in here, too, that's pretty pungent. Okay. Is this the same? Is this back in black? No, this or is old numbskull. This okay. is your eleven percent alcohol. Yeah. yeah, which we will make one of these. But I, is this one adding glucose or sugars? Uh, it would be on the recipe list, wouldn't it? I'm not seeing any. So they they're reaching that alcohol content just, from, just from, grain. from grain. Yeah, which is really impressive. That's why it's such a high grain bill for a five gallon brew. Yeah. Um, this is one of your barley, uh, the American barley wines. <laughs> and does that one have the laudering process? The lagering? No, lauder. Isn't that what it's called? Where you, you're using the recirculation to whirlpool the grain into a, a screen to filter? Uh, I don't see that here. Uh, it's in some of the recipes. It might not be that one. Hmm. Laudering. I'm going to look that up. There's some malt extract in here as well, by the way. Is that a variation oh, of no, the recipe? Oh, no, you know what? Oh. Uh, golden brown sugar. That's oh, six, okay. 16 ounces of golden brown sugar. So there is a ton of sugar that's been put in this. So that it's not just grain. Um, yeah, that's kind of cool. But, uh, so yeah, back to the Schweinebauer uh, und uh, Schneider. I got thinking that we could probably use some of those, uh, so some of the gifts that uh, were given to us by Eric. Okay. Because, um, you know, Eric uh, from Water and Wine, they, uh, he sent us a little care package, and one of them was grapefruit. Now, I'm thinking maybe we could make some kind of Rattler. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice for us this summer. Right. Um, now, personally, I've had 
not very good experiences with anything other than Mike's Hard Lemonade. Anytime there's some kind of citrusy beer. Okay. Uh, when when President's Choice first came out with their their, their own lemon beer, whatever the fuck they called it, uh, Shandy. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, I ended up with the worst fucking like sores in my mouth from drinking that. Oh, from the, the citrusy. So citrusy, you know, citrusy. So much citric acid, it ate the fucking skin. Like cankers. From, yeah. It, and so, yeah, I did not have a good experience with that. Uh, personally, I'm not a huge fan of, uh, of of this Bud Light Lime. Corona, I think it's anything that follows the, the Corona Lime Wedge in a bottle, you know, this is the only way, you, this is how you have to drink our beer. Yeah. If you're adding something to make your beer drinkable, probably having a problem there. I still enjoy a Corona. Sure. Yeah, even with the line. Whatever, Vin Diesel. <laughs> What's that movie? That new movie with Vin Diesel. Oh, um, indestructible. Uh, Bloodshot. Blood. <laughs> so it like, looks so bad. It was re- like I saw. I saw some of it, um, and it, it was pretty bad. I, I don't know the full premise. I just know what I watched, and it was pretty horrible. Okay. Um, but anyhow, um, can we... Um, so I just I wanted to drop this in here. Laudering is a process in brewing beer in which the mash is separated into a clear liquid wort and the residual grain. Laudering usually consists of three steps, mash out, recirculation, and sparging. Okay. So that whole process is just clarifying the wort. So the grain acts as a filter, and they, that's what what laudering is. So we've we've been doing it. That's just the term for it. Oh, well, you learn something new every day. That's why we're here. There you go. Um, so I got to thinking about this. Uh, what's that? Hofeweizen. I'm stuck in Germany. Okay. Grapefruit Huffeweizen. 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 Very clear. Is this a lighter beer? It is a lighter beer. It's a uh, wheat beer. Um, you're looking at three, five pounds, six pounds of grain that's in that. Yeah, that's not a lot. So it's a lighter beer. Very light beer, but. Um, oh, gee. 1.045 OG original gravity. Yeah, so if we were to add a bunch of sugar to that, we could get a higher mm-hmm. alcohol content. That's 4.6, though. This I would th- like to make a nice light beer, though. Okay, so this, we don't have to add the the, the grapefruits. It's the zest of three medium yellow grapefruits is what this rec- okay. calls for, but we can use the, the extract that we currently have. Okay. in a china shop. So yeah, my kids here, running around boys. upstairs and if I yell to them, no one's listening. <laughs> True. Um, whatever. Can't get away from it. I don't no. know if it's going to turn up on the recording or not, but... I haven't heard many of them myself, but... Sounds uh, like um, three bulls running around upstairs right now. Yeah. Okay, so this one here also calls for Irish Moss, which we happen which we to have. get in that. Thank you, Eric. Um, and is that... I think you texted me something about this. Irish Moss is meant to clarify as well? Yes. So... So, uh, after rehydrating it in warm water, okay, right, it's like a teaspoon of the, the Irish moss to like a tablespoon of warm water, and okay. then you just add so that to the one. mash. 
It's supposed to do this during the mash process. Uh, oh, no, sorry, boil. Not during the boil. During the boil. Okay. So you're adding iron, like uh, uh, rehydrated Irish moss to the boil. Uh, Does it do anything for flavor? I don't know, but we can definitely try it out. So we don't necessarily have to create, uh, create this uh, grapefruit. Uh, Huffeweizen, by the way, means uh, yeast wheat. Okay. That's all it means. It's German for yeast wheat. Very which is a real language, isn't it? Yes. Uh, which is really funny because if you do a uh, Google translation on this, um, so <laughs> Google Translate uh, and just typing in Hefeweizen, right? So if we li- listen in on this one, Hefeweizen. Oh, so then Hefeweizen. I I saw it uh, spelled out H U E, so that'd be a H for me, right? But Hefeweizen. Hefeweizen. All right. Uh, translates to wheat. Wheat, wheat. But <laughs> if you separate the two, wheat yeast. Oh, okay. So wheat yeast. <laughs> I don't understand Google. What is your fucking problem? Wheat, wheat. <laughs> wheat, wheat. Let's wheat, make wheat. a wheat, wheat beer. Yes, let's make a wheat, wheat beer. Wheat, wheat. <laughs> wheat, wheat, wheat. <laughs> Um, yeah, so if you're if you're interested in that, we have a fruit, grapefruit, yeah. wheat, beer. That's one option. You might even have something in your, in your books. And then the last thing that I found, because I'm still stuck in German. They do make a lot of good beer. That's weird, eh? Um, West German porter. Yes, but it requires a lagering process, and we don't have that yet. We're not ready. Not ready for this one. We'll get there. But my God, this thing looks awesome. I would love to, to, to make one of these. Um, yeah. Four to six weeks at 55 degrees. Oh, that that's quite chilly. Yeah. Hmm. So that's... We need a fridge. We need a... I think we should make this conical fermenter fridge situation. With the firmzilla? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So we, we either make a... A housing which is a fridge for that, yeah. Um, or we make an entire fridge out of that. So if we have to, it wouldn't be that difficult just to make like a plywood insulated box to, to fit this thing properly. Okay, but how do we keep it cool? That's yeah. Um, go to the junkyard and get the coolant system out of some old mini fridge or something so we're basically making a plywood fridge yeah okay it, I mean it depends on the dimensions of the firmzilla if we can find something that will fit it as is awesome but if not we build plywood form fill it with, insul- with insulation and and make it work okay because I would love to do do some lagering soon well there's also there's got to be homebrew sources where we can find out how people are making their cooling fermentation their lottering process. Yeah. Not lottering. Loggering. Logger. Lo- lotter and logger. Yeah. There you go. That's the name of the uh, the, the bar. The, the brew pub. Lotter and logger? Lotter and logger. No. Fort Lauderdale. Fort, Fort, Fort Lauderdale. Fort Guaranteed it's already taken. Uh, okay, so can't do the porter. Uh, can't do any loggers. But so far, my top pick is a wheat beer. Um, this is another one that I found 
Look at the name of this one. The Bitter Brewer. God, you really stuck on that name, aren't you? <laughs> I, I thought it was a good name. It's already there. It's dumb. Uh, uh, 4.1. I mostly just dog-eared that page for the name. For the name? Okay. Because we had discussed this. I had a question. Um, yes. Good. I'm so glad that you agreed. Um, so, if you were to be making a Guinness clone, it would require you to use oats. But do you require to use Irish oats in order to make a true Guinness clone? That's a good question. Yes. The answer is yes, 26% of the time. 26% of the time? Works every time. Um, okay, so... We, we can go over a couple of the brews throughout, throughout today's episode, but I think by the end of the show, we need to pick one. So if... Uh, I'm not opposed to the Hefeweizen right now. Okay. Handler, I'd be good with that. Okay. Also, because we're looking ahead, um, if travel is open by the by the end of July, we're going to be going to a cottage in Quebec. Fun. The family and stuff, so it'd be nice to, to bring some homebrew with us. There you go. And share with family. Yeah. Uh, a decision that we also d- uh, made was that we're really only going to bottle into the liter bottles because we felt that this the fifty mil or the five hundred mils were just not enough. Yeah, Some, something like that. Much, yeah. So we will have to. We didn't use all of them last time. We used more of the smaller ones, didn't we? Yeah. So if we fill what we have of the larger bottles and then use what we have to of the smaller ones, and we'll pick up some more. I think. Well, yeah, I think we can probably still do the smaller ones, uh, you know, like for gift bottles and whatnot, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, do you have any of that beer left? No, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. We finished our last one last night. Yeah, I, I finished two days ago, and was I was like, ah, oh, I need more. <laughs> I'm like, why aren't we brewing? Why are we not brewing? That's yeah. the question. Um, yeah, yeah, so... Um, more sous vide. That was really good. Uh, From what I remember. Well, you didn't drink that much. No. I was feeling pretty good though. Yeah. Uh, okay. It just so tasted so damn good. The yeah. So the Radler idea. It's. I don't want to delete those yet. No, leave it up there. But yeah. Um, any other ideas you want to do? You want to? You were saying you wanted to do a light beer, but do you want to do a light beer now, or do you want to do no, a light beer some later? Point. Okay, that's so some point later. Because Katie, Katie has pain issues. So, if she's if she drinks the wrong type of beer, she will have pain. she'll suffer for it the next day. So light beers seem to be something that she can handle. So it'd be nice to have some of that on hand. Do we know the root cause? Um, fibromyalgia. Why is she drinking fibromyalgia? <laughs> I thought isn't that, isn't that the stuff that helps like settle a, an upset stomach? Um. No, that's Gaviscon. Never mind. <laughs> uh, okay. So, one of the other things that uh, that we can talk about today, because I want to do I want to do an episode soon, so that we can prepare for the uh, upcoming apocalypse. We should be ready. Okay. Have our bug out bags. Yeah. So we we'll we'll pack a couple of bug out bags and see what we're gonna you know what we what we pack and what we don't. I think this is actually a pretty good idea. 
what would you pack in your bug out bag? Yeah, that'll be part of the conversation. Okay. So Katie, so we're not, we're not doing this today. Okay. I'm not going to say anything. No, not yet. We'll, no. we'll get there. But make sure you at least make a list of what you need to take, right? Yeah. Now, do we want to extend it to to getting a transport? Like that much of a bug out, like an hour into a bug out van? Or do you want to just do personal bug out bag? Pers- I think personal. Okay. Uh, it's, we don't have enough time to invest in... We got like this is fully completely fictional. Yeah, but we got so, two hours of, of shooting the shit. So for the recording for that for that yeah. one, we can talk about it. I guess. Okay, so uh, why don't we take baby steps from there? Then we start off with the personal bag, yeah. right? How would you get from there to what's in game? Like, where do you find yourself? Like, okay, that's where I need to be during an apocalypse. So, kind of that to that like to that path. Okay. Okay. So we'll both do our own little note takings and whatnot throughout our, our next week. And we'll do that show next episode. Well, next podcast episode. Yes. Not, um, not Wednesday. That's our brewcast. Yeah. Um, Are you getting notices? Yeah, it's just an uh, Amazon purchase. Um, Amazon seems to be doing all right through quarantine. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's like they haven't uh, pissed anybody off and they, uh, you know, make it easy to shop. Yeah. Can't see why. Uh, okay. So speaking of, uh, of resources, um, yeah, like the, the type of shit. Listening to? Yeah, the type of shit that I listen to. Um, like I, I, I watch a lot of Crowder because it's A, he's funny, but it also there's a point of view that I can understand. So Crowder, we're talking to Stephen Crowder, yeah, the born in Canada comedian now living in the states. He's well, he was he was uh, I think he was, he was dual citizen when he was born in in Montreal. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. So his father was from uh, from Detroit, and his mother is from Quebec. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, but he, yeah, he's he was a dual citizen to begin with, I believe, and then he moved into the states, and now he's in Texas. Okay. Uh, which is really funny because there's a lot of people out there yelling about him, like sitting in his ivory tower in in California, and they're like, "You couldn't be further from the truth." Yeah. Um, so I, I do like his um, "Change My Mind" series. Mm-hmm. Some of them get interesting with uh, some of the left wing extremists that just lose their shit when they're questioned about anything. You either agree or you're a Nazi. Yeah. So I don't like that tactic on their side, but he he seems to have like a well researched position, logically thought through, and and to be fair, the people that he has on his, they're just people on the street, mm-hmm. so they're not as prepared as he is. But most of the time, people seem to they're surprised by some of the facts that he is giving. Well, they're not prepared, but in the same case, it's their choice to go up. Yeah, and and he's. Unless someone's rude, he's not there to embarrass them. He's, he's asking questions. What do you think of this? And mm-hmm. what's your position? And why? Yeah. Um, he, he's definitely out there to, uh, to cause a little bit of a scene because that's what sells tickets, right? That, that's what gets people in the door to watch his show, join Mug Club, all that extra stuff that you know, gives him an income. Yeah. Right? So, so you think his, his signs are a little antagonistic? Absolutely. 
So what type of topics? Well, I, I, I will agree with him on a lot of things. Okay. Like, in, insanity that I agree with the, the, the majority of his positions, right? Because it, it's, uh, it seems more of a Christian thing for him, right? Okay. And not having anything to do with, with any religion myself, um, I still agree with him. Like, the, the uh, right to choose is wrong. Right, his his, uh, his abortion stance, right, where abortion is murder. Okay. And I think that's that's the title of one of his uh, change my minds. Okay. Uh, he's got. Uh, so he's pro-choice, just not that choice. Uh, he says sure. You've got other choices: abstinence, safe sex, so yeah. like all these things. But he doesn't agree with abortion. Yeah. Across the board. Across the board. Uh, he's got um, systemic racism. The, there was another. One that it's the, the the his most more recent one, uh, which was basically that uh, uh, systemic racism is not a thing, or that it's a myth. So I'm I'm just looking it up here on on the YouTube, on his Change My Mind series. Um, some of the titles: uh, There are only two genders. Change my mind. Yep. I am pro gun. Second edition. Change my mind. Rape culture is a myth. Change my mind. Male privilege is a myth. Change my mind. These just keep going. And so, yeah, he's got some pr- provocative titles. And it still, most of the time, ends up being a decent conversation. Yes. Um, and there's one, I'm pro-life, third edition, changed my mind. This was a good one because this young woman got on and had a conversation. And they did a follow-up with her, her afterwards uh, through Skype or whatever. And she actually changed her mind. Nice, nice. So he actually changed her mind in the in the yeah. uh, in the end run. And I see, I've never seen that. I've seen them uh, reluctantly agree with him. Yeah. And then that's the end of the conversation, and they move on with their own lives. Okay. Uh, I've never seen that. Yeah, you should check that one out. I think there's several. So she's he's done that topic several times, and there's one. Um, let me see, see the thumbnail there. This this girl here. Okay. Um, so I think, if I remember correctly, she has had an abortion in her life, and she gave reasons, and, and they did a follow-up conversation online later, and she agreed to all this and, and was happy to have the conversation, but she, she changed her stance. Just seeing if I can find some of his, uh, like a, the list of, of all his change my minds. So that wasn't too difficult to find. So it doesn't seem like uh, last episode we talked about uh, J.K. Rowling, how we tried to find her essay. Okay. And your first, your first search on Google, all it does is bring up articles of how she's an awful human being. Yeah. How, like, how dare you say anything that doesn't go with her agenda. <laughs> and it was difficult to find her actual position on anything. You couldn't find her article. But this wasn't too hard to find. Yeah. Um, however, well, that's, a, that's a Reddit. This title is transphobic. Change yeah, and that's the thing. I'm like, I, I'm not actually finding a list of change my mind. Um, a list of changed. No. List of change my mind. 
Huh. Nope. So maybe we're nope. having the same problem. Nope. <laughs> How far down do you need to go to actually find what you're looking for? This is the problem with censorship. Like, you can find the memes, but that doesn't help me. And then here's Pinterest, which is, if you don't have yeah. Pinterest, you don't get to read the rest of this. Ready? And kick in. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't even help me to begin with. Um, this, yeah, this is wrong. Google, fix this. Trump is not racist. Not racist. It's not racist. Change my mind. Yeah, change my mind. Um, that was one. There was, there was an extreme left-wing mm -hmm. character screaming in his face and getting violent. That guy was a nut and doesn't represent the left. To be fair, he was just... He clearly had mental health issues. Yeah, but... Um, he, so the titles are are targeted. <laughs> like, specifically, here... So, Build the Wall, Change My Mind, I'm Pro-Gun, There Are Only Two Genders, I'm Pro-Life... I'm on this T-shirt sales site just to find all this. Trump is not a fascist, right? Right. So um, to some degree, these are their titles meant to trigger yep. the left wing. Yes, they are definitely trying to get somebody from the left to lose their shit. Which now, makes for pretty good content. It is. It, well, it's good online content. It's good for him to bring in more stuff. I love the conversation. I'm okay. Like I'm, I'm okay with his stance. I'm pro-gun, but I don't see a reason for anybody to really own one. You don't? What's the purpose? It's like, in Canada... Hunting? Hunting. But you're allowed to go hunting t maybe twice a year. Hmm. Right? And if you can, you know, earn yourself the, the, the tags so that you can bring home your game, then good on you, because otherwise, what's the fucking purpose? So, I've... You can't, you can't shoot a person... Either to protect your family, to protect yourself, you can't. You cannot shoot a person in Canada. You um, like you can own a handgun with an additional license, but you can never take it out of its um, uh, its gun case until you get to the range. Right. And if you divert in for any reason from the path between your house and the gun range, you have to call the RCMP. If what? If you divert from your, your direct path from your house to the range, or vice versa... If you want to stop for a coffee on your way... Not allowed. You have to call the RCMP, RCMP and tell them why you're doing it. They need to approve it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, because you're, you're transporting a firearm. So, I don't see a purpose for anybody to own a gun. You can go and rent guns all you want. I fucking love them. Right, I think guns are the are one of the like the uh, more ingenious inventions that humans have come up with. Mm -hmm. Harnessing death, right? So, in, like, in, is is fucking amazing. You 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 control a situation completely with one object in your hand. If you are well trained with that object, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what I mean. It doesn't matter if you're if trained you're or not, though. It does. No, you, you still control whether or not someone lives if, or dies if you have a gun in your hand. If you're not trained and you're not comfortable with it and you don't know how to use it, it could be the, the same tool that kills you. Exactly. But you so, still control the situation. Whether you like it or not, you are in control because you hold that gun. It could be the, the, a situation that you do not choose, but you control it. We have harnessed the ability to cause death, and I think that's just... Like the, the the kid in me, the young boy who runs around with the, with like fake guns, 
is like that is cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Right. The the engineer in me think it's it's a marvel. It's a fantastic idea that someone came up with that we were able to harness that ability. Did you S- scares did, the shit out of me though? Yeah. Right. But I'm it's not, one of those things that I feel like if I were well trained and familiar with it, I, I wouldn't have. You well, you'd be less scared. Yes. Because yeah. you'd be in more control. Right. Right. But did you listen to the uh, JRE with Coleon Noir? Uh, no, I haven't listened to that one yet. It's pretty good. Okay. His, his, his showings on Jerry are usually pretty good. Okay. I'll have to take a look at that one. Um, so, as for the gun thing, I'm pro-gun, but I don't see any reason, any logical reason for anybody to own one. People say, well, it's my right, but if you, you know, okay, actually... It's not really here, though, is it? And in the States, they say it's their right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's their, their God-given right. Really? God gave you the right to own, you know, to, to hold a gun? So we, you know, like there's, there's a George Carlin thing that, uh, that goes about how rights don't actually exist. They're temporary privileges. Because the government can take them away as, uh, on a regular basis. Yep. And never give them back. Exactly. So they're really not rights, right? They think they have a right but to that it. That was the point of the founding documents. They are supposed to be inalienable rights. Sure, that have been amended 17 times. Right. right. Is it, that all there? There's 17? 17 amendments. Oh. In the, in, um, pretty sure it's 17. I, I could probably look it up, but I don't think that's important to our conversation, no. is it? We're in Canada. Okay. Um, but again, here in Canada, I don't see a purpose other than hunting. And even then, it's a couple times a year. You know, shooting, going, uh, going to the range, I think it's awesome. I, I would rather just rent a gun there. I don't see a purpose to own a gun. Um, so, so, I just did a quick Google search, Firearm Self-Defense Canada. Yeah. Um, top of the list here is National Post. Canadians do have a right to self-defense and to use firearms against criminal attackers. If the, if the, if the criminal attacker has a firearm. But the right to self-defense does not override all our other laws. Well, the right to self-defense is something that Canadians need to fight very hard to preserve and protect, they must do so lawfully at all times. Yeah, and I think that's something that uh, you and I need to do some more research on. Well, we'll definitely do a, a show about guns. Maybe we can go down to the range. Well, even because uh, we've also talked about uh, getting the PAL certification mm-hmm. and the hunter training. Yep. So we could also talk to the professionals who've been doing this for decades and and get the the truth on how things work here in Canada. Well, from my understanding, uh, from when I was at the the gun shop, um, I took Ben there one day. There's a gun store in in Dartmouth, and so I just, like, happened to be nearby, and I'm like, we're totally going here! And the Ikea? uh, Well, it's on the main... Bass Pro Shop. No, that's that's way way out that way. This one's closer to... uh, to, to uh, what, what is that uh, the, the water uh, the basin yeah the basin okay that's what it's called um, yeah this one's closer to that area mm-hmm. um, but anyhow so we, we stepped in and I and I was asking a couple of questions in regards to you know what are we allowed and and um, the guy the, you know behind the counter the the guy who knew more than I did mm-hmm. told me that uh, we are are restricted by the force majeure in Canada so you can't 
you can't use a greater force against someone else or you are the criminal, essentially. So you have to have equal power yep. as the criminal. So if he comes at you with a baseball bat, you cannot have a knife. That's kind of fucked. If he comes someone, at you with a knife, you can't... intent to harm me, I want way more power than him. Sure, but then you're the criminal. That's bullshit. I'm sorry. This is the country we live in, where they don't believe that people are free to protect themselves. And it's just plain and simple. If he comes at you with a knife, you cannot have a gun. And then from there, I don't know what like what kind of gun. If he comes at you with a with a handgun, are you allowed, are you allowed to have a shotgun? Like obviously, you can't have a minigun. Right? No one can have a minigun. But like, how do they measure at that point? Is a rifle worse than a handgun, or are they both well, equally bad in their in their eyes? They each have their advantages in their different situations, right? Right. Like that. If uh, you're in a hallway with a long gun, you're in trouble. Well, yeah, but if you if you have that Bill Burr skit, you know, skit where he's like, uh, where he decided to go shopping for a gun, it's like, well, you need a shotgun. He goes, well, I don't want a shot. Yeah, I mean, let's say you got a problem over there, so wham, you ain't got no problem over there. <laughs> um, yeah. So and then, how many? But it's so like we slugs in a shotgun. I don't know, 12? Two? Oh, not that. That's a... This is like we're not... You're not like Elmer Fudd. And <laughs> well, he's not allowed to have a gun either. <laughs> Why is no... They've Elmer removed the gun from Elmer Fudd. What? Look that up. Dude, that's part of the... I'm They've, hunting rabbits. Now he's got a knife, and it's much creepier. Ew. Yeah. Who hunts with a knife? That's psychotic. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right? That... Okay. They've removed the gun from Elmer Fudd. So if Elmer Fudd is walking around in the forest hunting wabbits with a knife, the motherfucker's a sociopath. Way creepier. (laughs) Oh, my God. Because political correctness. Oh, fucking Christ. Elmer Fudd loses his gun. We're not doing guns. Okay, this is from The Guardian. Um, His weight to bear. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, fuck. I don't know. And Yosemite Sam. So the gunslinger doesn't have guns. Yosemite Sam was a gunslinger. (laughs) Fucking. What's wrong with people? He's hunting. Fragile little bitches. He's hunting. What are you going to hunt with? Give him a bow. Give him a. Give him. Like, I'm going to. It's not a knife. It's a scythe. Ew. That's even worse. Wow. Do you, do you have, like, a, a, a YouTube clip? Is that what you're looking at? Yeah. So go on YouTube and just look up uh, Elmer Fudd guns. Okay. Yeah, right at the top of the list there. Elmer Fudd's guns banned from Looney Tune cartoons. Tunes on HBO Max were only released a couple of weeks ago. Okay. I'm just going to skip it. Skipping ahead here. Have been firearms for 70 or 80 years would go without them. In a recent interview with the New York Times, the series showrunner Peter Braungart spoke on the issue, quite simply stating, 
We're not doing guns. Sending a Okay, we're not doing guns. Well, get the fuck out of the cartoon business. Because that's where guns have been forever. Everybody. It, it makes me angry. This, like, who, the, the, I consider, like, arrogance and ego of this guy to step in to change. How old is this? How old is this cartoon? 50 years? Uh, 75, isn't what he's so saying? So he's going to rewrite history because he's self-righteous prick. Okay, I, I got to post this stupid picture of Elmer Fudd with a scythe being chased by Bugs Bunny. Like and that, this is dumb. I'm gonna, I'll put that up on our social afterwards. Cancel him. <laughs> Cancel culture on Elmer Fudd, and on that stupid dude who's trying to change Elmer Fudd. So dumb. Um, okay, so the next uh, part of his thing, build the wall, right? Okay. Um, I agree with the concept of of the walls. However, it's like. It's not inviting at all. No, but there's so much misinformation out there on the purpose and what's actually happening. Yeah. Like, I've seen videos of the people who are actually trying to protect the southern border and, and the dangers they see every day. And then you see other videos of the left-wing people are saying, oh, they're taking kids from their parents. Well, they have to check if those kids are actually the children of the people. Yeah. Because the... Well, it's it's hotels that. We use children to get across the border. Yeah, and then and just, then just kill the kid and run away. And that's the that's the the worst case scenario, right? Or they abandon the child at, at that mark because it's not like the child is going to be old enough to, to to say this is how I did it, right? This is who who left me here. Yeah. So they either abandon a very young child who will die on their own, or they will murder a child who can talk. Right. Like one bad apple. That's all it really comes down to, constantly. So you have to fight that 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 horribleness that's out there. Something needs to be in place, and and in everything right now because the wrong groups in charge is blamed on the wrong that group. Meanwhile, these things were happening when the other group was in charge for eight years under another president. Yeah. But it's all thrown out the window because the powers that be on that side of the political spectrum also control all of your source of, inf of information. Yeah. Where you're hearing everything is blown out of proportion and it's lies, it's misinformation and we, I think, didn't we say before this podcast we are going to avoid politics? We're trying to, trying to avoid yeah. politics. It's, it's very difficult for, for, you know, for us to not do it when we're A, talking about Crowder to begin with. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, like, we, it, it's, it's, it happens it's, because it's, it's affecting our own lives. It's manipulation for power. And um, I thought of this, this this morning or late last night that I'm pretty sure that the Democrats have broken everything. It how how many how many Republicans do you know control Hollywood? Yeah, zero. Yet they're the ones making all the decisions for who gets whitewashed in movies and who gets, you know, typecasted and who gets, uh, you know, tokenized. Yeah. So why is it that the Republicans are being blamed for, for, for decisions on putting a, you know, uh, a, a red haired girl as some half black Hawaiian, right? 
Is was that a specific? Or are you just in general? No, no, that that's... It's uh, the liberals that are in control well, it, of Hollywood. It, yeah, well, the liberals control Hollywood, and they're making all these these casting decisions, right? Making all these decisions that, that have created all the problems that the left are all pissed off about. Yeah. And then... But there's the left, and then there's the Marxist, like extreme left. Yeah. And they're trained and taught... Oh, you're talking about the the Black Lives Matter uh, yeah. leaders? Yeah. Because I just saw that. Yeah. Uh, I I think it came. It's come out in a one of Trump's political ads. There, well, there was a documentary done up that um, it was the, the what one of the ladies that it uh, runs Black Lives Matters or Black Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Whatever the the name of the actual um, group, the group, not the not the movement, not the sentiment, not the but yeah, the, the actual group that the that's, organization. Yeah, Black Lives Matter. Um, and so basically, what what she had stated is that they're trained Marxists, and anybody who states that they are a Marxist is somebody you should be worried about. Yes, absolutely, because right. their whole it separate people into groups, put them against each other, and take control. Yeah. Cause yeah. dissent, cause chaos, clean up afterwards, and hang on to control. When the useful idiots are no longer useful, kill them. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's a puppeteering so, move. Yes, and it leads to, to communism. Basically, right? Yeah. It, it leads to a lot of scared people. And if uh, uh, Bowling for Columbine, there's a, a, a little little cartoon in there talking about how the, the, the new world were, were filled with scared white people. And those scared white people got guns and they were less scared because they could fight off what they were what they were afraid of it just leads to more mayhem right and honestly and this is the, like, the the most downest part I've ever seen in our show now like how how ridiculous that this is like what the, the, the garbage that's happening down there anyhow um, it's not just down there no it's all it's we're, we're letting here. it up, happen up here too just saw a video of uh, a protest in Kingston it was supposed to be nonviolent, but the reporter that was there was pushed and had bottles thrown at him. And they tried to pour Gatorade on his cameraman. Had to have a security guy there. He needed more security there. But there, the the protest was. They had signs of trying to pull down a prime minister statue, our first prime minister statue. And it was all of these lefty. Uh, how do, they were all white. None of them had it. Completely white, completely yeah. privileged, completely Virtue stupid. Virtue No idea what they're talking about. Yeah. Trying to be an ally or something. There's a lot Just, of ignorance. They need to fucking stop. Just for 10 seconds, stop. Think about what you're actually doing and they're, make an educated decision from yeah. there. Walk the fuck away. Stop being dumb. Good intentions intentions isn't enough. You need more. Oh, anyhow, so there's 
no no more of these shirts that I can find. Um, but I was hoping to find the list of his Change My Minds. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't want to be all angry anymore. Let's move on to another person. Who do I got here? Tim Pool. Tim yeah. Pool, another political, but uh, he's he reports on the... So, um, you know what's really funny is that around the time there was an article of uh, some... How YouTube was creating this vortex and creating right-wing people. Yeah. Right? Um, and he reported on it. And around the time, uh, he was very left. Like, it, very obviously, his reporting back then, he was very left-leaning. He was... But the, so, the moment that he said, that's too far, they now lump him into the right-wing. True. Yeah. True. And he's more centralist than anybody else, but... He still says he's very left-wing. He, he yeah, is very left-wing. He's very libertarian. Yeah. Right? Um, so, as for uh, for him, he, like around that time, he was trying to, to ensure that he wasn't coming across as a tinfoil hat-wearing like ty- type of conspiracy theorist. And the more episodes that he put out after that the more I've seen him like get pushed further and further right. right? I don't think... Of, because of what's happening? Because of what's happening. So, right? so he, is he being pushed further and further right, or is the spectrum going further and further left? Um, you know what I mean? I, I can understand what you're trying to say. I, I, be, I honestly believe that he's being pushed more like further to the right. So he's changing his views. He is being he's becoming stronger on his right wing views than he on his okay. left wing views. Like he okay. himself has just gone out and purchased a gun. That was on an, a louder with Crowder. Wasn't that was it? a Crowder yeah. episode, yeah. Where they he was talking about getting it first. Uh, he's got his own bug out van, doing all of that stuff. He was on JRE. Well, he drove across the states. Yeah, because he's from. Chicago, uh, Bo- Boston, Chicago. He's from the Northeast. Okay. Right, and he drove to he drove across the country to go on JRE and yeah. do a tour. Did he go by himself? He went by himself. And he still put out content every day on the road. And yep. like he's he's a workaholic. He, he totally does is. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, so Tim Pool, for listeners, look him up. He does some pretty pretty good commentary on yeah uh, political commentary on on current events. And he, I, I like that the he has an inside view of how these news companies work. Um, who was he with? He was with some. Uh, was he with the Jenk Uger crowd? Uh, no, well, not the Young Turks. It was, but it was along those left wing yeah. uh, news outlets. And they, and he's he has said in in many of his podcasts and and stuff that they told him the view he was going to take on certain things. Well, and to fabricate news. Just to get the clicks. Yeah, and he walked had, away from He it. had some integrity. He said, no, I'm going to do it myself. So, I mean, yeah, I, I enjoy some of his podcasts. He's a very fast talker. Try listening to him on two times speed. I, don't go <laughs> that, I go like 1.2, and the kids are like, what's going on? What's this? Yeah. If it, if it happens to come on when they're in the truck with me, I'll, I don't play it while they're in there, but... Uh, yeah. When did you like? I know I like I. I've been watching YouTube videos on on two times speed for almost a year now. Oh, okay. Right. Um, but I can't go back to normal speed. Really? It, it's too damn slow. It just. It doesn't even. Do you notice the chipmunky? 
no sound to it. It doesn't sound like yeah. that anymore to me. Like um, uh, the the audio is is normalized at two times speed for okay. me. Okay. Um, so diff like Tim Pool's one. He's already a fast talker. So I go like one point two. There are other shows where I'll do like one point five. Like I'll do some of the Rogans one point five, depending on who's on. Um, Look, man, you're gonna, you're gonna sit for three hours, or are you gonna sit for an hour and a half? No, I don't sit. Well, because I put it on while I'm working on the deck. Or sure, sure, but like I won't sit through a JRE, a JRE for three hours. No, I'll I'll listen to an hour and a half, right? Because it's twice you get the whole content. I'll get the whole content, yeah. hour and a half, and I I get everything. I, I feel like I would miss some of the the I juicy mean, bits. Yeah, you, you start training uh, yourself. You like you you know you start listening to things that to you know and you you're ramping yourself up, right? You're going from yeah. one two to one five. Eventually, you can get to one seven five, and then right up to uh, to two, hmm. right? And we'll then see. I mean, I'm not going to stop listening to podcasts, so. Yeah. Um, Talk Heathen is another one that down in the, the down in Texas. Okay. Um, it, there's uh, an atheist group that's down there that uh, they 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 got about three or four shows that are are I guess lumped together. Okay. But um, Talk Heathen is is, he, is is Matt Delahunty. It's involved not, with them? He, he, I think he's gone in on a couple of episodes okay. of Talk Heathen, but for the most part, it's... Um, so i got to sit in front of my mic, because if, if I don't, I'm talking into your mic for the most part. Um, yeah, so he's done a couple episodes. Uh, Eric, uh, whatever Eric's last name is, uh, he, he, it's his show. Okay. Right, but then he, he has a guest show up. Does he have regular guests who are, yeah, knowledgeable in the subject? Uh, well, they're all knowledgeable because yeah. they're, they're a lot of them were previous pastors or believers. Oh, really? Okay. And so they've they've gone down that road once before. Yeah. And they have escaped from the the Dogma? brainwashing from the the you know the the day to day of that religion that they were in. Now they weren't all like all flat out Christians. There was Presbyterian, there's uh, Seventh Day, there's Those are all Christian. Well yes, but <laughs> not specific just not, not necessarily like Catholic or one denomination. They yeah, across not, the spectrum of Christianity. Yeah, exactly. They've got different perspectives. So they all have those plus um, each one of their own uh, all, each one of them have their own story. Right. Right. And so but they they the way they escaped their own lives from from you know from previous and now they actually their stance is that, look, I'm here to say that religion is wrong, right? And this is why it's wrong. And they don't try to push the narrative. They just accept that people are going to call in and tell them how stupid they are. Well, being in Texas, they're probably going to get a lot of yep. callers because it is quite a religious area of the states. If I'm not mistaken, uh, I've never been to Texas, so I can't say. If every uh, you know college football movie has taught me anything, Friday Night Lights. Yeah, I don't want your life. <laughs> oh, what was the name of that fucking movie? That was uh, Blue Blue something. Uh, <sighs> it had Dawson in it. Yeah. I should know this. Dawson, football movie, and go. And... Varsity, Varsity Blues. Blues. 
with tweeter. <laughs> tweeter. <laughs> nice mount me hat. <laughs> mount me. Well, I don't know. Not yet. I've only had a couple of beers. <laughs> Stealing uh, like the sheriff's cop car. <laughs> oh, Billy <such> Bob. <laughs> yeah. I give that a 10. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. Thank you, Dawson. I loved your movie. Um, oh, the um, the scene in the classroom where they're talking about uh, like sex ed or whatever. And they. Well, it was the stripper uh, teacher. teacher. Yeah. yeah. But they were doing sex ed, and, and she was like, what, like pet names for. or slang names for the penis or something. Okay. He had that good line where he came out with like 20 different names, and fin- the last name was Pedro. <laughs> Purple-headed yogurt slinger. <laughs> All these, like, just rank. Uh, well, is that the same movie? The one with... Uh, well, it's not another teen movie. Was that Chris Evans and not another teen movie? Uh, where they... So, where there was this, the scene where Chris Evans put on the, uh, the banana split... Uh, Bikini? Bikini, yeah. I haven't seen that. Okay, so Varsity Blues had the scene where she... The whipped cream bikini. The whipped cream bikini. Um, Let's see if I can find Chris Evans' whipped cream. Uh. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Was that Chris Farley? What? No, no, no. no. So Chris Evans here is trying to... Uh, he puts on this this uh, whipped cream bikini, but he then turns around. He's got a banana sticking out the back. Oh, don't look this up. If <laughs> you're listening, if you haven't not seen not another teen movie, you yeah. really need to see it. It basically again, it, it it takes all the the. What did I just see Captain America wearing? Yes, uh, whipped cream bikini. 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 Yeah. Um. There, there was uh, I, like the the token black character. And, uh, all he would say throughout the movie is that is whack from right? that movie from, from not another team movie oh, okay right? so again there's that tokenization that, that was included in the movies that it was but it was in, it wasn't I mean it's intentionally pointing out how it is intentionally yes. pointing out that I'm the token black character right I'm here to say black things um, and then That's be- so stupid well obviously yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's meant to be a stupid movie so and, and yes, it is supposed to be a stupid movie, and it's um, honestly really fucking funny. How do we get on this topic? Uh, we were talking about Elmer Fudd's guns. <laughs> Lack thereof. Uh, no, we're talking about Christianity in Texas. Oh, okay. Right. Um, yeah. So, so going going to the talk heathen thing, they, they get callers that that uh, count, you know call in saying, "Well, this is what I believe," and then they just dissect what you believe, and if you call in. Be prepared to have whatever you you know whatever you have to say dissected. And one of my favorite things is when he brings out the Book of Eric. The right? Book of Eric. Yeah, well, it's his, his version of his Bible. Okay. It says anything he wants in it, right? So it's a, it's a book with empty pages essentially, but he says that it has anything he wants that says it inside there. And wouldn't that be true? Um, and because then, the book says so. Because the book says so. Um, That's your proof. A lot yeah. of people's proof relies on that. And then one of my other favorite parts of his is when he brings up Spider-Man. 
right? It's like, so in the Bible, they reference people, mm-hmm. and they also reference places. Some of these places exist. So if they exist in the Bible, then those people must have existed. Because they had a place. Because they had a that place existed. that existed in both the real world and in the Bible. Okay. So he says, well, in the comics, Spider-Man lives in New York. And so because there's New York, can I go meet Spider-Man? And it's a very quick dissection of, of the book saying, like, look, just because there's a coincidental location doesn't mean that the universes are aligned. So that's kind of that's kind of more of a dissection of that individual's reason for believing. Yes. The fact of the Bible. Yeah. The factual nature of the Bible. So I mean, this this came up briefly in our last podcast with your dad. That um, the his view is that the book isn't meant to be taken literally. It's it's a bunch of stories to help non-educated people to live good lives. Non-educated or non-logical. Okay. Right? Obviously, if you're going to use common sense, right, which is fucking so rare now that it's a fucking superpower, right, uh, but if you're going to be using common sense, you can probably come up with a good, a, a good, uh, reasonable uh, understanding for something, right? But it doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you're non-educated. Because right? there are plenty of very educated people who still believe in the Bible. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I'm why. thinking of, of hundreds of years ago where being able to read was pretty rare. Okay. So even then, right, yeah. you'd have to be able to read. So one educated person would have to read to the uneducated masses. And that's where the, there was a pastor or preacher or yeah. whatever title. So these are just processes that repeat themselves constantly. We, we uh, have something that works, repeat. And back then, we had a bunch of people who were not uh, God-fearing and uh, had no concept of right and wrong, even though they probably did. Uh, it's wrong to kill the person who provides you food, obviously because then they won't provide you food. That is a right and a wrong. Even though I don't like you, you provide me food, I won't kill you. Yeah, It's a selfish right, but it's still, I'm not killing you. Right? Have you listened to any of Jordan, Peterson, Jordan Peterson's biblical series, his lectures? Not his biblical stuff. Uh, I tend to avoid his biblical things, but uh, mainly because I can only take so much of him to begin with. Is it the voice? It is the voice, yeah. Uh, like, I, I stopped watching The Muppet Show a long time ago. Because of Kermit the Frog. <laughs> um, so I, I've listened to a few of them. Um, I like the way he talks about it. So he, he, I don't think he's ever answered the question, do you believe in God? Because he doesn't find it to be a valid question. Hmm. So he always refuses to answer that question in a very tactful way. He's pretty good at avoiding it. So what you're saying is... <laughs> We've that, gone through that. That's, that that's joke old will never no, get old. <laughs> um, but he goes through like the stories and talks about them as archetypes. And 
I can't do it any justice here. I can't explain it as eloquently as he does, but it's worth a listen. Yeah. He does a pretty good job of explaining things. Um, so, in in that sense, I don't know where you stand, Lam. Like, is it do you, would you dismiss the Bible entirely, or do you think there's some value to understanding the stories in the Bible? And I think a rewrite is is in order. It's been done. There's 114 different Bibles right now. Um, no, I don't mean like I, I mean all of it. Oh, okay. Like all religion, a rewrite. There, there are still religions that that say that slavery is still good. That that the, that women are a lesser being than men. Yeah. That like these are still beliefs for people. Religion needs a rewrite. I like the idea of people having faith. Believe in something greater than yourself, and you have. Uh, you have you, you give yourself hope, right? Obviously, faith and hope are two different things. I know because I used to watch the TV show back in the nineties. Faith and hope. Oh my God! It was such a horrible television show. Uh, it had uh, the one the one chick from uh, from chick. from yeah the one chick from uh, Murphy Brown and oh, fucking her sister that uh, fucking. Uh, faith and hope TV show. Well, there's a movie too. Oh, no, sorry, it was Hope and Faith. Uh, whatever. Sitcom. Oh. Actually, it wasn't even the 90s, it was fucking the early 2000s. Uh, faith Ford, that's who it was. And Kelly Ripa, that's her sister. Okay. Yeah, anyway, that's. Neither here nor there. Um, yeah, whole, I think, honestly, religion is, at this point, needs to be nuked and started over. Cause, I mean, if you could do that and keep some of the valuable concepts mm-hmm. from yeah. what's already there. Keep but, the moral stuff, right? You know, like, we don't need the God-fearing things. You know, eat an apple and it'll kick you out of my garden and people are bad so I'll flood the uh, flood the earth so, and so I'd say again go check out Jordan Peterson's biblical series because yeah. that's a surface view of the story and he he takes it into to layers that just like things make sense okay I'm adding it to the list yeah Okay. So, Jordan Peterson's biblical series, um, I'll, I'll make sure I start listening in. So, when you brought up that, um, that show, Hope and Faith, yeah. I just thought of this that's happening. Read the title. Dixie Chicks officially changed name, no, changed to The Chicks, because of the Dixie part? Nope. And cancelled. This is what's happening. Yeah, I'm sorry, cancelled The Dixie Chicks. Um, they don't deserve anyone to listen to them anymore. Well, coincidentally, they're coming out with a new album, so they need some attention. Yeah. So, uh, forget goodbye, Earl. Goodbye, Dixie Chicks. I used to like that song too. Because Earl had to die. Yeah. 
that really is not a left-leaning thing at all. <laughs> like that, that was the Thelmon Louise song, right? It's just that's the he beat her, they killed him, they buried his ass. That's powerful women. Absolutely, so that is left-wing, uh, or not? Because they're very powerful, strong right-wing women too. I wonder. Yeah. Uh, this is us getting into the mash. Yeah. Um, you know, actually, now is a good time to remind people to uh, definitely buy, buy us a beer. Could uh, go to buymeacoffee.com slash mashbrewcast. I get thirsty sometimes. Do you? Yeah. I'm thirsty again now. I'll have to get something to drink soon. Well, I haven't eaten yet today, and... Yeah, I know. I, I wanted water. to keep it to a one since the, the weather was shite, and yeah. you're just coming out from jujitsu today, so... I, did, I figured you didn't want to drink much. So what else have you been listening to? Well, actually, um, other than the four uh, the four guys on the Daily Wire, um, like it doesn't matter. It's all one viewpoint with them. On the Daily Wire? Okay, yeah. Yeah. That would be Ben Shapiro. Uh, uh, yeah, you Michael have Matt, Holes, yeah, Matt, Matt Walsh. Walsh. And then... Um, Guy. The bald guy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's all the same viewpoint, just a different voice. Um, but yeah, that that's it's them, and and to be, I think it's more comedy for me than anything else. Yeah, a lot of it is. Um, it's very very dry, but in the same case, like all four of them took that political, um, like where where do you stand on the political compass? Mm-hmm. They all took that test. Matt Walsh decided to take it as ridiculously as possible okay. to see if he could be put in the top right corner. <laughs> like it just was, to try and just to see it? if it, how do I how do I put myself in that top right corner? These are the answers that I'm going to give you. And Matt Walsh is the bearded fellow. Right? Yeah, he's the one that who looks uh, resting bitch face <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, in that banner. <laughs> <laughs> RBF. Oh man. Um, yeah, so you got Andrew Clavin, Michael Knowles, Matt Walsh, Ben Shapiro. So, um, one that I have on my list, The Verdict with Ted Cruz. I've actually been interested to hear more of what he's had to say. So, I, I would I also suggest um, Hold These Truths with Dan Crenshaw. He's an intelligent motherfucker. I think more politicians need to clearly define their views and their positions on things on things and the podcast community is a perfect place for it and they have intelligent conversations with intelligent people agree with them or not I mean I'm not just talking that that spectrum of politics in the states needs to do I'm talking across the board why is this left wing liberal in quotes politician choosing to do the things that they're doing is there any thought process to it is there any second and third Consequences that they're considering from the choices, or are they just doing it for votes, for attention, for clicks? What's going on? Because politics is broken right now. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be broken if we went to a communist situation. By it the way, it would be in time. <laughs> <laughs> now, military communism through the states. <laughs> the look on your face is fantastic. We already know it's everything's a but mess. We have to end all hate. Well, so we can't have communism because I hate communism. Well, 
No, okay. Communism it can work on a small scale. It does not work at a national scale. Uh, well, a commune can work. Yes. It didn't work in the jazz. Uh, no, because people were murdered. Yes, people were murdered. They stole that land. Yeah. Like it was taken. What do we got here? One weakness. What are we doing here? We'll take a look. It's a goddamn hostess truck. <laughs> yeah, I see that. So, what about people who hate snowballs? Cancel. <laughs> Cancel. Uh, I, just, I just want the line. Where is it? I like snowballs. I hate coconut, not the taste, the consistency. <laughs> so a world without hate. Come on, man. He hates snowballs. I hate snowballs. I don't like the idea of pink thing. We coconut. Need to, we need to control your thoughts. That's wrong think. If you have hate for anything, that's wrong think. Orwell. Everyone read. Uh, there's again. no proper way to clean up this mess. Like, it's just, we need to stop having countries. We just need communities again. It's a, you can only go the size of a community, and it works. And then, what do you do when one community tries to eliminate the next community over? Well, that's why everybody protects their own community. They have to have countries with laws that are agreed upon. Unfortunately, the way things are in Canada and the U.S., the laws are never ending. No matter what you do, you're, you're probably committing a crime. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, it's broken. It's a it's a messy messy world right now, and um, cleaning it up is going to be difficult. But uh, I've been hearing a couple of things when uh, uh, Ted Cruz goes on a couple of these other shows. Yeah, I thought the guy was a moron to begin with. That's how he was depicted in the media, and like, during the last electoral race. Uh, the shit that comes out of his mouth is amazing. What's his education? Is he a lawyer uh, by training? Sure. So the uh, verdict with Ted with Ted Cruz, I've listened to a few of those, and that's with Michael Knowles interviewing each other. I'm just getting a call from my mother. Oh. Uh, Hi, mom. Love you. I'll call you back. <laughs> he. Law school? Yep, there you yeah, go. Okay. So, yeah, yes, he was a lawyer. Lawyer, U.S. Senator. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I honestly had always thought that he was an idiot. Him and... Um, until he grew a beard? <laughs> until, until he grew a COVID beard. Um, who isn't growing one of those at this point? It, it, it's like... We lost the ability to go and get haircuts so everyone stops shaving. That doesn't make any sense. You didn't lose the ability to shave. Well, like I, nobody still have, I still have the clippers, so I can have the cheapest haircut in history. I just shave it off. True, but then, you know... Skinheads! A couple of jackboots, and you know, we, we start uh, looking like we're, no, we're causing trouble. No matter what I wear, you don't know what I think. Yeah, um... And I, I was, who was the other one who said he invented the internet? Uh, one, one of these senators. Really? Yeah. 
while you're looking that up, have you heard the way I heard it with Mike Rowe? No. He's the Dirty Jobs guy. Yeah, okay. He's got a podcast, and each one is about a 15 minutes, like a really short podcast. But he tells a story, and you don't know who he's talking about until he comes in, and it's almost like a punchline at the end of the story. And like, really? Those things are true about this person. See, that reminds me of the, there's a, there's, well, there's a, a the bit that I, I would say occasionally, and that boy who nobody liked <laughs> was Wilfred Brimley. You know, like, like I, I, that is from an actual audio, like a radio show or something. And so that sounds a lot like that, where Check he's recycling, like, the, the, you know, the, the micro, the dirty jobs guy, recycling a radio show from, you know, the, 50s and 60s of telling a story not saying who the story's about until the last second it, it, that bit is recycled but I still think it's a cool idea it's it's really good it's really well done yeah um, I think his mother's also written a book now about him and and their experiences but uh, he did one about um, uh, who's the big Hollywood guy that got taken down for all his Grossness with actresses. Weinstein. 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 So Weinstein. No. There, Weinstein. Weinstein. So he was going through the story about this woman and her experiences, and as she rose up and stuff, and it ends up being about Weinstein's mother, who, like, his parents seemed to be really good, kind people, but they their son turned into this monster. Yeah. Well, that would be Mira, by the way. Is it his did, mother? Did you just look that up, or did you know that? No, I knew that because it's hell, man. He named the company, well, he and his brother named the company Miramax after his mother and father. I did not know that. Pretty sure it was mother and father, not grandmother and grandfather. Uh, Miriam. Yep, Miriam and Max. Hmm. So there's a bunch of these. I'm not going to go over any more because I'll spoil the punchline. Sure, yeah. But check that out. What were you just looking up? This guy invented the internet? Um, yeah, Al Gore apparently never said it, but he's... Uh, he, he's Fake been, news. Yeah, he's been, this is Snopes giving us the uh, the inside inside lane on whether or not he said he invented the internet. Okay. And it's false. Al Gore never claimed during a news interview that he invented the internet. Al Gore always seemed like an idiot, too. Now, Has your mind been changed on that? Or do you still think he's an idiot? No, I just think he's... he's Seems like an idiot. Yeah, like, uh, it just that that is his persona. It's oh. just Al Gore equals idiot. That's Isn't that, isn't that how everyone sees everybody now? Yes. Um, um, so what else is on your podcast list? Wasn't Al Gore in the, uh, the Muppet movie? <laughs> Sorry. Algorithm. Um, if he's dancing, it should be algorithm. No, no. <laughs> What's in the Muppet movie? Is the um. Uh, okay, so the the other one that actually you were talking about was uh, Coffee with Scott Adams. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a pretty good one. Good one. He um. He took a lot of heat because he predicted Trump's victory when all the polls in 2016 were saying, no, no, it's going to be Hillary and all this. And he was uh, depicted 
as a Trump supporter because he said that Trump's going to win. Right? And so he had his issues in the media and stuff, but this is a, it's a pretty cool... Um, it's just him talking. It's just him on his own. He's got, like, a, a chat room or something open, so people type in and comment. If you can't think of something, they'll type in, this is what you're thinking of, and whatever. But he does the simultaneous sip with his morning coffee every day with him and his listeners. So if you're listening in, you can you can take a sip of your coffee at the, uh, the exact same time. We'll do it together. But he's, like, he came, has a long history in, like, professional like office space type stuff he's the writer of Dilbert and a lot of the characters in Dilbert are based on people that he knew in the office spaces he's also um, I think he's a hypnotist so he's he's very good with persuasion and he and he he breaks down how people are using persuasion so that you can be aware of it and and, and he'll go through the, how the media is doing it how politicians are persuading people and so he's very good with the rhetoric but that, that's another show that I enjoy mm. um, now you were also talking about uh, wealth, power and influence oh yeah it's a good one it's a couple of like very libertarian guys um Jason Stapleton. So this guy's ex-military. Uh, does some contracting for the military after he retired from the military. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know what he called Blackwater. Or, I don't know who he was with, so I'm not even gonna say. But he said he has said in his show that he was contracting for a while. He's done odd jobs and he's done investing, and he does basically. His show is um, wealth, power, and influence. So he, he explains, well, his view, I guess, is that it's your responsibility to become wealthy for the safety of your family and whatnot. If you need to get up and move and get out of town, relocate, you should be mobile with your business, mobile with your family, and have the means to do so. Like, how liquid do you have, would you have to be in that case? Well, for him, everything he does is online, so he can just take a laptop anywhere around the world. He can still do his show. Right, so him and his wife, they've they've got. I think they're living in L.A. I think they're also thinking of leaving L.A. But at any time, they can just up and leave. And and he talks about uh, the poor mind mindset versus the wealthy mindset, where like, it's not for him. It's not about scrimping and saving for every little piece. It's well, if, let's just make another hundred uh, five hundred thousand grand, and everything will be fixed. But they, they also, again, they talk on the, the politics issues and deconstruct arguments that people are making. Where are we here? One hour 34. Hold on a second. Uh, let's take a quick break and see uh, how things are going. And okay. then, uh, take, you know, kind of... We'll pick it up again. Yeah. Talking is easy, but it does make you thirsty. So buy us a beer at buymeacoffee.com slash mashbrewcast. All right, so, um, you know, it's damn hot in this room. Really? I'm pretty comfortable. Really? Yeah. I'm wearing a sweater. I know. Well, so am I. Mine's permanent. <laughs> right? um, I have a naturally high body temperature. 
unnaturally high body temperature. I don't know. For me, it's natural. For anybody else, it's not. So, like, I'm overheated in the most comfortable of temperatures. So you're the reason that offices are too cold, because you control the temperature. Yes, I'm a 1950s male. You know that's that's the, the, the problem, right? What? Is that all buildings are set to the way they used to be when men wore wool suits. Why would they still be set to that? I don't know. I have no actual answer to why they would continually do something like that. But people complain about how cold it is in there, but it's because men used to wear wool suits in the office. That's strange. Yeah. Seems like something that we could fix. Or just turn the temperature up. <laughs> Not set it that low to begin with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, this room, I think it's some airflow. I was thinking maybe some kind of uh, cold air exchange. Some kind of duct. Yeah, but then the whole system... Too much sound yeah, out. well, the sound would have to be out there somewhere and then we'd have to have some kind of dampening and then so like maybe this happens when the we swap out to a different room right because then this isn't this wasn't supposed to be the 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 studio right the studio was supposed to be built on the other side of the uh, the, the basement with you know a couple of lazy boys and facing a monitor so we'd both be facing the same tv right yeah uh, so we'll have it fixed when we have a studio in our brewery? Well, and that's that's probably what's going to end up happening, is that we'll come up with some kind of um, cooling system to keep us comfortable. Um, and if you don't like it, wear a wool suit. <laughs> um, yeah, so where were we? We were talking about uh, wealth, power, influence last. The yeah, that's li- just some other show I'm listening to. See, liquidity is a, is a difficult thing for me to grasp, right? Because you own physical objects so to be completely liquid you you should be able to walk away from a vehicle from a house or even a job like well a job you could probably go with if you're based online right yes certain jobs so like i said i struggle with the idea of being able to be 100 percent liquid to the point where you just say yep I can leave a place and our family's going to be okay right? I, I just like I, I get what the whole point is right so that if there's an issue where we are move the family we're still going to be okay yeah so, so I, like I said I, I can't do it any kind of justice right now this he's got hundreds of episodes of, of stuff that he's talked about but he also what I'll look at the list of episodes here because, like, yeah, I think he touches on like the defund the police stuff. Well, let's see, the, just the titles. Um, the Chaz is true anarchy. I might get canceled for this one. <laughs> um, private policing could cost as little as thirty-five dollars a month. So, it, like, these guys are libertarian. Fully, and I, I, I would guess they could put their faith in markets to f- fix problems and for government to get out of the way. It, it does sound like they're more solutions experts than they are um, kind, kind of like the way Tim is with uh, you know, commentary. 
And yeah. So uh, for for well, what is his name again? Sorry, it's wealth, power, and influence. Jason Stapleton. Stapleton. So he probably is more of consulting for for things like um, you know, trying trying to make sure that your financials are in order, right? Or organizing the you know the ability for private security or other services for families to do that, right? He, he, he's that guy who helps orchestrate that type of thing through ideas. Well, he's another one of these guys that talk about uh, how wealth, power, and influence. So he talks about influence in marketing and strategies and how the influence in the news, just how, like, if you want as a conversation to go a certain way, there are ways to frame that conversation from the beginning, from the very first words that you use interacting with someone. You can have it set up that it will get to where you want that conversation to be. So I, it's just stuff that I find interesting. It's something else that I'm listening to. Okay. Well, um, so Stapleton, Scott Apple, no, Scott Adams, Appleton. Um, yeah. Oh, my favorite one right now is uh, Into the Mash. Oh, is it? Yeah, I've, I've listened to every episode of that show. I uh, hear it's a couple of jackasses who don't know what they're doing. Well, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, what was the other one that uh, I started looking at some some uh, some books on on uh, Audible that uh, the Complete Beer Course by Joshua Bernstein. I just started listening to it. Okay. <laughs> I've got two other ones in the go uh, that I'm I'm going to start soon after that. One is only an hour's long. So I figured, what the fuck, might as well listen to it. It's just called Home Brewing. Okay. Um, this is Hey, notable. no, I don't want to listen to you now. Stop it. Um, I was actually hoping to open that one up. Book details. So how does this Audible subscription work? You get one download? So you get, depending on what you're paying for, either mine's 15 bucks a month, you get one credit. And one okay. credit's for any book. Okay. And so far, I haven't seen any book that was more than one credit. So if you download that, does that have a time limit? Or is that just your content? Yours to listen to. You can stop paying the monthly service and still get to listen to the okay. book. Okay. So that's not so bad. Because uh, we've done audiobooks through the library, and they're, they're self-terminating files. Yeah. Right? So obviously, they're a, a pay-to-play service. Yeah, so th- this home brewing 70 top secrets and tricks to beer brewing right the first time. So it's like, why not? It's an hour long, you know, listen, I can do that. Uh, beyond that, there was the secrets of master brewers. Got a couple of other ones for us uh, for later on. Brewing up a business, Operation Brewery. So you want to start a brewery? It's like my... My book selection is pretty specific right now. At the moment. Yeah. That's fine. Have you uh, read that uh, that book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck? Katie has read it. We have it. I haven't gotten around to it yet. I've been... I found it was a lot easier to listen to than to read. Was it? Yeah. Okay. So not only do I have my copy, but I have the audio copy. Nice. <laughs> so, That's good for a long drive or something. Yeah. And then there's this, uh, this author named Sarah Knight... And she's got a couple of books that uh, I thought were fantastic. One of them is um, The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving a Fuck, 
And then the other one was get your shit together. Nice. Both of them are like they're they're written for the everyman, right? Like the person who just wants to get out of the stu- like their stubborn rigmarole, right? Get your shit together. Like I'm pretty sure it was her who found herself sitting in her New York office, right? In, in the stressful job that she was in, having a panic attack, and then. She like said, "Okay, fuck it, I'm out." And now she's an author, and she's writing books from her property in the Bahamas. I've, uh, if I'm correct on that one, that's rough. And so both of those books go through a little bit of of how she got to where she is, and you know what she had to do. Um, I thought at one point I wanted to be an author as well, so I started listening to some uh, some some how to write, you know. Write effectively and that type of stuff. We could get the self-authoring series by Jordan Peterson. Okay. He does a. I think it's just simple stuff. Make like, I think it's just making a five-year plan, basically. Self-authoring. That's pretty cool. Um, J.P. Spears. You know him, right? Isn't he the guy who makes those ridiculous YouTube videos? Yeah. He's got a podcast as well. And so he's like he, he's like legit, or is it comedy? It's comedy. Okay. Yeah. Like he's not trying to be serious. No. No, he, he mocks the left wing and the right wing mercilessly. Okay. Because like his videos are like he he did the uh, flat Earth thing, and like this is why the flat Earth is correct, <laughs> and obvious. It's just it's total comedy. Like if I was standing on this part of the world, um, I wouldn't be able to see that if it was round because it would be below the horizon. <laughs> like the world is not like twelve meters in diameter. <laughs> I'm like it's just this drawing is this massive person and this other stick that's way down here. <laughs> So he's taking the piss. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, de- definitely fucking about with that one. I, you know, like I, I, I thought he was just ridiculousness, but if he's he's got like a legit podcast. Yeah, yeah, he he just has different guests on and talks shit and gets different opinions. Okay. Did you happen to catch his one? Like again, all I know him is from his videos, right? Right. So obviously, written, he he writes really well though. Yeah. Right. Well, he is a, he's a stand up comic. Okay. So that's that's part of his thing too. He does tour around and does does stand up, but the YouTube video I think is uh, his his uh, uh, husband apology letters or like like it's like they're scripts for husbands. So <laughs> like I haven't seen any of them. Oh yet. my god! <laughs> so and his wife is probably part of his comedy writing team. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They do some of the videos together, right? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, he's he's got some good shit I've seen, but uh, if he, so J.P. Spears also has a podcast I should listen to. Awaken with J.P. Spears. I think that was one of the first videos. The where it was was very um, very very yoga ish. Yeah. Like um, I don't know if it was like about. I don't even remember what it was exactly about, but I remember the feeling that like this is about. Seems like a yoga guy. A yoga guy, organic foods, like all this extra crazy crap, and then he just starts spouting nonsense, and you're like, okay, this is pretty funny. Yeah, the I, do, I enjoy his comedy. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't have, I don't have much I, I, I listen to beyond that. There's a couple of comedian or like, I guess, comedic providers on YouTube. Um, this old Tony, and I enjoy his stuff. It, um, Shane fucking hates this guy, and I'm pretty sure I've, I've talked yeah. about this once before. Yeah, but like it's it's obvious that he's trying to be a, a little facetious in what he's talking about a, li- a little no but it's just he's more com you know more adding more comedy than less seriousness but because Shane was a CNC machinist at one point in his life it just pisses was wrong. wrong yeah it's just wrong I hate the guy um yeah beyond that I had to stop watching certain YouTubers certain providers on on that um there's like, one other and I, I I unsubscribed from like Philip DeFranco who used to be less of a pissant so he's been on Rogan right I think he has been at some point DeFranco DeFranco let me just uh, show it yeah, so you can see show, bring up a picture bring that up Philip DeFranco, American yeah. YouTuber. Yeah. So this guy, um, he used to be able to to just present news, right? Talk about it, whatever. But then he he I don't know. It, something it, something happened. You something off. changed. It, it's just way too like he panders to the left far too much for me to enjoy his show anymore. Okay. Like as it is, I thought he got a lot of hate from the left. Uh well they they the left hate everybody but but they uh, want to end hate and they end themselves constantly oh. uh, this is not a surprise to anybody a round firing squad yeah they um but this is this is the sad part is that the, this guy would like I used to enjoy watching his show I also yeah. used to enjoy his like the other parts of his network then he started shutting those down like there was a behind the scenes vlog that was going on. And it was just, like, it, it was entertaining to watch, right? It was, this happens in California offices, right? This is a small company based off of a, a YouTuber. And, you know, I get, you get to see what kind of happens there. Like, yes, they work. Yes, they have fun. They're a family. And that's fantastic. And then he's like, no, we're not doing that anymore. And they fucking cut that show. Hmm. The vlog is gone. And I was like, well... I enjoyed the vlog. I enjoyed it a lot more than watching you for 20 minutes. I had another podcast I was going to bring up to share. <coughs> Excuse me. But it doesn't seem to be on my list anymore. Yeah. Have they been canceled? Could be. Hmm. Um, Sam Harris, do you listen to his podcast? Like... Sam Harris. I got an image of a, of a human in my head, but I'm not really sure if that's uh, the right human. Look it up. He's done Rogue, and he's done the the podcast circuit. That guy? Yeah. No, that wasn't who I was thinking. Oh, okay. He's... he's what's his... Back? And yeah, neuroscientist, philosopher, best-selling author. So he has... He, he, he dives into some topics that others might consider untouchable and 
that he has an interesting perspective on things. Mm. But him, him and Jordan Peterson, this is where actually his show is where I first heard Jordan Peterson mm-hmm. because they basically got an argument and they couldn't get past the definis- definition of truth to get into the meat of what they were supposed to talk about. <laughs> we have to establish a baseline. Okay, this is what I say it is. No, it's nope, not. <laughs> I disagree. Yep. And so their first their first go around at a podcast just really didn't work. But it it, it I think they did it at least one other time, and it was a better conversation. I love it. I love it. Uh, Brian Cox. Oh man. I don't know why why his the stuff British is, scientist? Yeah, the smart dude. Yeah, he's 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 like know. the British Bill Nye, but he's actually a scientist. Yeah. And well what was Nye was uh, was an engineer, wasn't he? Oh, pretty, pretty sure Bill Nye was never a scientist. He was just an engineer. What degrees do Bill Nye have? Oh, he's got a he's got a bachelor's of science. Hmm. Who is Bill Nye? Oh, there it is. I found my missing podcast. I'm pretty sure he was just an engineer, dude. Began his career at the Boeing Company in Seattle, where he would live for many years, developed the hydraulic pressure resonance suppressor. So he's a character. <laughs> he got his start in comedy after winning a Steve Martin lookalike contest. That's awesome. Oh, man. So, yeah, like Bill Nye, the science guy, it's just, he, he's not a scientist. He's a character. His character is a science teacher, science educator, but the dude was an engineer. Like, yeah, science-driven when it comes to engineering, but I guess engineering is definitely like, it's like a combination of art and math, yeah. right? If you can think of math and you can think artistically, become an engineer. It's like the best of both worlds, right? The best of the best. Well, you get to be creative with engineering, Right. Whereas in maths, you really can't. Right. You can't be creative in maths. You can you can try to combine things to make you, you know solutions possible. Depends on who you talk to. Okay. Because they like really high end math stuff in like physics and stuff that I do not understand. A good podcast for that is the Portal with uh, Eric Weinstein. Okay. Oh, that's uh, Brett's brother. Yes, not not the I touched the 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 actresses the, the actresses guy. No, right. We're talking the guy at Weinstein the Weinstein or yeah. Weinstein. I apologize. I think his is Weinstein. Right? Weinstein okay. is the one that touched the actresses. So Weinstein. Weinstein is is the one who was at the university getting yelled at by uh, no good people who that now took over the Chaz. Right. And won't leave. They're it's being, over. I know it's over. Okay. It's completely over. Yeah. Yet they won't leave. They're still just sitting there. They're they're basically causing a sit-in now. So now they're so, hobos. They're hobos. Yes, they're they're now trespassing in public property. 
So the summer of love that it was supposed to be ended up with how many murders? At least one. Uh, yeah, I think it was two shootings. Two, two, two murders, three injured, two shootings. A bunch of businesses were now like, uh, suing the, the city. Right, because the city had a responsibility. They were voted in. The politicians in the city had, had a responsibility to take care of the people yeah. across the entire city. Yes. And they just gave up this area. And they're like... Because politics. Yeah. So those businesses were now failing and and have either A, closed and will never open again, are suing the city because fuck them for making their decisions. So The Portal. Good podcast. Deep dive into all kinds of different topics, usually over a bottle or two of wine with his guests. Um, the most recent one, Dark Matter, Black Matters, and all the... And all that jazz. So he's got a, a I think his, the, his guest is an, also a mathematician, but also a jazz musician. And and Eric is also a musician, not as good as this other guy. They compliment each other back and forth. If you could have any career in the world, why would it be a jazz mathematician? <laughs> I'm telling you, this would be the best job in the world. Would it? And, and why is it a jazz mathematician? Is there a punchline here? I don't know. It just don't sounds know. like a great job to have. Well, jazz mathematician. It seems like when you get to a certain level of understanding in mathematics, that the creativity is important if you're into new subjects, new areas of math. The portal. The portal? Take a look at uh, No Such Thing as a Fish. I think you sent me a link to that. Uh, one of their episodes, yeah. Was, um, I don't remember how long ago it was, though. But No Such Thing as a Fish is the, um, the, the writers and um, uh, researchers okay. for the show QI. I don't think I know that show either. QI? QI. It's on, like, the BBC. Well, maybe it's on the BBC. Let me see here. Uh, QI on the BBC. It's probably not BBC, though. Oh, it is BBC, too. QI used to have Stephen Fry. Right? Oh. Now, <laughs> starring... I like this one, the wiki. is starring Alan Davies. He, that's that's this... Uh, where, where is he? Do we, do we have more pictures I can... Image, oh, images. Uh, yeah, images. I could do that. Um, Alan Davies is this guy down here. Scra- okay. Scraggly hair. Yeah. Um, he's just like this. He was like the lump of uh, lump of clay that they just left there on the on the studio. Nice. He just happened to be there every episode. <laughs> okay. He was just hanging around. Yeah. Yeah. So Stephen Fry was the uh, was the host for the first. T- like 13, 14 episodes, or 14 seasons, sorry. Okay. Uh, and then it got taken over by, what is her name now? Sandy Tosvig? Uh, Sandy Tosvig? She, she uh, is the host? She is now the host. Okay. Um, yeah, so, what's that? 12 seasons? Right, because one season per year. Yeah. Um, from 2003. No, it includes 2003. So, so they'd be thirteen in that case. So the researchers from this show. Yes, they made the podcast. Made the basic, podcast. Basically, because some of the shit that they couldn't put on the show, they're like, "Well, what do we do with this?" We it, because every every season 
is about a letter. So when season A finished, they had some stuff left over with stuff that had to do about A's, A something, some some okay. object that starts with an A. So they decided, well, we can't just not use it. Let's make a podcast. Why not? So, um, yeah, if you get a chance to just watch a couple of stuff on QI, that show alone is, it, it's... Is it comedic? I mean, it is. Okay. Like, they, they'll bring on uh, comedians. Um, actually, Brian Cox was on that show. Okay. On QI. So you might actually find... Well, I saw a, a car as well. Uh, Jimmy? Uh, Jer- Jeremy Clarkson. He's been on this show. Jimmy Carr. Kind of obedient. Brian Cox. <coughs> Brian Cox. Yeah. <clears throat> Shattering Ewoks on Titan. Jerk. <laughs> yeah, he he's done some uh, science debunking when it comes to the questions on this show. <laughs> Brian Cox should be the next doctor. I'm assuming Doctor Who. Yes. Um, but yeah, so he, he, he's done... Uh, he, he's he's done some like see, season A. They're into season R now. Hmm. Um, this is when it's swapped over, I guess. Is season M? Do they start another alphabet when they're done? I don't know what the plan is, but to be fair, Stephen Fry made it out to you know season M, and then said, "I can't do this anymore." <laughs> So Sandy was a returning guest. So they have different comedians show up several times, but she she would come on several times, uh, and uh, uh, she she was asked to continue the hosting. I don't like her as much as I like Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry is pretty great. He's Stephen fucking Fry. Yeah, yeah, like uh, but um, but Alan Davies is basically the butt of every joke on this show. So do. Do yourself uh, some justice, watch some QI, and then once you get that and you know, under your belt, then you'll understand why no such thing as a fish exists. Because it's just amazing the shit they kind of that they they find online. Random facts. The ra- it's it's not just random facts though. Like there's they they've done all of the research to dive into it, hmm. and. Uh, and it's usually for like a quick joke or a punchline on QI, and they do that much research for that topic alone, and then they give the host a bunch of cue cards that they can then answer any questions around you know, that come up with them. Um, one of the what was the thing there? Oh, the episode I sent you was no such thing as floating Vaseline. Because one of the, uh, in that episode, one, one of the, the um, ideas to raise the Titanic was to fill it with Vaseline. Right. And the other one was ping pong balls. Yeah, fill it with ping pong balls and all this extra stuff. But they, they've come to realize that raising the Titanic is just a bad idea. But it won't it just fall apart on the way up? Uh, that is partly it. Uh, it'll destroy the, the existing ecosystem that's been built right. since it's been there. Um, did you know how close the Titanic actually is to Canada? No. Like, um, Titanic resting place map. So, let me get it. Oh, wow. 
Where? There. So we are right here, and it is right there. Hmm. Newest steps. Uh, Twelve thousand feet below the surface. But I, I didn't think oh. it was actually this close to land. Yeah, that's impressive. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, like, I had always assumed that it was somewhere, like, almost in the middle of the Atlantic. But it is, it's, like, just past the land shelf, uh, land shelf of Canada. Hmm. Almost got there. Yeah. Like, had it been just a little bit more north... Uh, it would be much easier to get to. It would, A, it'd be much easier to get to, but secondly, Canada would be able to, to take the reins on the salvage operation. It would technically be in our yeah. area, our it's, border. It's not in international waters anymore. Right. Uh, yeah. Costs uh, approximately $100,000 to dive down to the wreck of the Titanic. That's good to know. <laughs> Anyhow, um, yeah, so No Such Thing as a Fish did a part of that episode that they were trying to figure out how they were going to raise the Titanic from the, the ocean floor. One of the ideas was to fill it with Vaseline. And so while they were running the episode, and this is during the, the COVID, so the, all four of them are in different homes. Yeah. The one guy's like, I got some Vaseline, I'm going to test this. <laughs> he goes and he gets see if it floats. See if it floats. And he like dollops some into a bowl of water. He's like, holy hell, it floats. <laughs> like this would have worked. <laughs> Well, we don't really know if it would have worked, but yeah, it's, uh, and they've done a couple of episodes since, right? So I've, uh, I'm back, I'm back here in the episode after that one. There's hundreds of episodes on this. There, yeah. Now, because, I mean, this must go in alphabetical order as well, right? Um, or do they bounce around? No, they, they, they don't. They don't stick per per alphabetical order like they did QI. Okay. So they just kind of find something that was in the list of things to do in QI, do like deep research into it, and then the four of them each talk about the one. So they research separately and come together and discuss. Yep. Every Friday at 2 p.m. you'll hear something new. But yeah, like it, it is really good. I, I quite enjoy this one. Because um, this is entertainment. This is not me trying to. I'm not trying to to be more involved in the, in the current politics. There's no real worldview on this one. It's just like, hey, here's some weird shit to know. Enjoy. Nice. Yeah. Um, Less heavy. Very much. Nice and light. Nice and airy. I got a cough again. Excuse me. Um, Okay, so I'm going to assume that um, on that note, we should probably keep it nice and light and airy and let everyone go on with their day. Thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure, sir. Into the mash. I'm glad everyone could join us today. And And our brewcast will be coming Canada Day. We are going to make. Oh, yeah. We didn't really talk much, did we? We had to make a decision. It's to finish Let's, this off, to okay. close it out. So? Are we doing the Hefford Weissen Rattler? Yes. We're, we're doing a Rattler. It is decided. Okay, so we're making a Rattler. We're going to go and get some grains. We're going to uh, go and get some dry ice. We need some more buckets, too, so we can be brewing more. Yeah. 
Um, so when we get our green, we'll have to get more stoppers and bubblers. Sounds good. I like this idea. Okay. Wednesday, Canada Day, July 1st. Uh, 2020. 2020. Grapefruit. Uh, Hefeweizen? It was it Hef- Hefeweizen? Hefeweizen? Hefeweizen. I think that's how it's It's going to be beer. It's a wheat wheat. Wheat wheat. Wheat wheat, <laughs> wheat, wheat or wheat yeast, depending on where you put the space. <laughs> Stupid Google. Uh, all right, cool. Um, I'm excited. So we will see you guys on Wednesday.